0: The Making Sense of Life podcast, episode 24. According to JK Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more.
1: Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton and Dr. Sunil Rahoja. Sunil, great to have you with us again.
0: It's great to be here and uh, to have another exciting conversation with
1: you, Andrew. <laughs> Good. Okay, now today we are looking at the topic of time management, which is uh, an interesting topic considering the last... I think we both had a few kind of time management uh, stresses over the last few days, haven't we, Sunil?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It, it has been quite... <laughs> Uh, frustrating time in many ways these last few, few days for me particularly things not working out the way that I wanted to and being delayed and mm. um, and it always seems to be the case I, I find that when you want to do something it invariably takes longer than you anticipated and has more frustrations than you than you thought would be there exactly. and, it, and yet time just keeps moving on I mean we've all got the same what do they say 168 hours in a week or is I think that's 10,080 minutes or you want it in a day that's 86,400 seconds in a day (laughs) but it's all the same for us we all have the same amount
1: yeah yeah so as we say time management is a a big a big uh, kind of concept and big issue that we all kind of wrestle with isn't it and we all try and uh, see if we can change time or slow things down or speed things up I know if you're waiting in the queue for something you want time to speed up and if you want to if you don't want something to happen yeah uh, worried yeah. about you wanted to slow down
0: <laughs> yeah i mean time is a very funny concept really because it's really hard to define what it is and yet as you said there it's, sometimes it goes quickly sometimes it goes incredibly slowly uh, i came across this incredible um quote really which has which really struck me. he says if you want to know the value of one year just ask a student who failed a course if you want to know no. the, if you want to know the value of one month ask a mother who gave birth to a premature baby. If you want to know the value of one hour, ask uh, two lovers waiting to meet. If you want to know the value of one minute, ask the person who just missed the bus. (laughs) If you want to know the value of one second, ask the person who just escaped death in a car accident. And if you want to know the value of one hundredth of a second, ask the athlete who won a silver medal in the Olympics. So...
1: That's a brilliant quote, isn't it? It's quite,
0: yeah. yeah and, and that's the thing, you know, it, it's, it's all, it shows sort of the relative importance and value of time. Um, as we said at the beginning, you know, it, it, just, it just keeps moving on for all of us and uh, we sort of keep feeling that we're sort of racing against the clock, you know, with things needing to be done and rushing from here and there and the next thing that's got to be done and, uh, yeah, and that ability to slow oneself down and say, hold on, let's get some perspective is really, really important. So... I look forward to our conversation on this, Andrew.
1: Sure. Now, as you said, it's uh, something that we don't have control over, is it? It's something that just happens. Time. It's very much something out of our control. But I suppose the, the thing is, we need to make the most of the time we have, don't we?
0: Yes. I hope that this is what this conversation will help. Will give us some awareness of that, and hopefully, help help our listeners and help help you and me, Andrew, especially in terms of how we can better use our time.
1: Now. I know you've written a lot about Peter Drucker as one of your favourite authors. Now He's written something about time management and about the the way that we um, uh, can view time, in a sense, isn't it? And the way that we live our lives.
0: This is a quote from from one of his books. He says, in a few hundred years, when the history of our time is written from a long-term perspective, it's likely that the most important event those historians will see is not technology, not the Internet, not e-commerce, it's the unprecedented change in the human condition. For the first time, literally substantial and growing, rapidly growing numbers of people will have choices. For the first time, they'll have to manage themselves, and society is totally unprepared for it. And it's quite a long quote, but what he's saying is that the issue that we're all having with time now is that we've got so many choices mm. about how do I manage this particular moment in time that I've got. I've got a zillion things I could do in the, at this moment, and I've got a zillion things in front of me and a zillion things behind me that I wish that I know I that that I think I could have done better or I've got to come back to. And no one has taught me how I do that. And mm-hmm. I've literally got to work my way through it. That's why that's why I think time management is becoming an increasingly challenging thing for all of us.
1: Sure. I mean, uh, you're kind of looking back over over sort of. 100, 200, 300 years ago, before social media and the internet and mobile phones, all the the busyness that we have today, um, and all the distractions we have, and all the choices we have, um, you kind of think life was probably a bit simpler back then, in the sense, do you see now?
0: In one way simpler, in the sense that obviously there were more boundaries, so that when the sun set and it got dark, it meant you couldn't do any work, you had to stop. And that was a natural time, if you like. And there was, there were very few options available. Um, so, and obviously you couldn't ring up somebody, you couldn't have a phone call with somebody, you certainly couldn't do a Skype conversation like we're doing, <laughs> you couldn't do any of these things. So those boundaries gave you very, um, a very natural restriction on what you could and couldn't do. That has exploded for us. Mm. Um, I'm, and I, I, again, but I don't want to go back to the, somehow thinking that somehow it was, those were the good old days and somehow the things mm-hmm. were better. No, they were different. There were huge challenges. I mean, whether you were going to live past 20 was a major challenge. Whether you were going to die of bubonic plague or leprosy or something or other, you know, those, you know, and those are still obviously issues for, for, for people in, in some parts of the world and even now. But for those of us in if anybody listens to this podcast, you're, in, you're, you're, you're you're part of the wealthy elite, really, um, no matter where you are. So mm. it's, the challenges are different. I think that's probably the best way to put it.
1: So in a sense, it's about how we choose and how we make the best choices about what we do with our time. And a lot of things can, can sway that, can't they? You know, what, you know whether it's necessity or what, what our interests are and that sort of thing.
0: Exactly. And the thing is that those choices, as, as, as we're saying here, are just astronomical now, beyond anything our, our parents or grandparents could, could have imagined.
1: So in a sense, what we're saying is that um, being able to control time is not possible, as we <laughs> we kind of agree with that, don't we? You know? Yes, that's, that's an important
0: point. It's impossible because time just moves on. Um, yeah, you can't stop it. It just It just carries on one thing after another.
1: Yeah. But what we can do is we can control what we do with our time. And it sounds a bit obvious, but it's, it's kind of something we need to kind of um, remind ourselves of, in a sense. Isn't it, well, I
0: think it's really important because, and we've all had this, we, we all have this sense of inner restlessness. And we're, we're trying to do something, which, is, which we've been experiencing even prior to this podcast. And it's not going the way we want. And so you have this inner sense of restlessness and dis-ease. Uh, about wanting to it, things to go faster so you can move on to the next thing um, and if you're not aware that it's not actually about the time itself it's about managing your priorities and being fully focused in the here and now uh, it's very easy to, to, as it were, give what you're doing partial attention and start wishing that you were somewhere else or thinking you should be doing something else than what you're doing at the moment.
1: Sure, so I guess in a sense if we're not able to control time and we have choices to make, a lot of what we, what could influence how we use our time is how much energy we have. Is that right, Snow?
0: Well, that thing is, is perhaps one of the sort of big sort of paradigm shifts that we've got to make, that it's not about time management. And because we can't manage time, we've said that time just keeps moving on. Mm. There's something about events and choices, so managing the choices and the, and the events linked to those choices and, mm. and deciding which event is going to come before the other. And some of that we can decide, and some of that has to be decided for us because of other people and the responsibilities we've got. But then, as you say, Andrew, the biggest, as it were, shift is energy and mm. thinking that I'm not, as it were, at my maximum all the time, okay? Mm. Um, and when we say energy, is, we're talking about physical, intellectual, emotional and spiritual energy, uh, and just on that as well, you know, just because I can answer my emails twenty four seven, just before, just because I can do work on my computer any time, day or night, does not necessarily mean to say that I'll have the energy and the full engagement that would be required all the time. I won't have those. That's going to that's going to go up and down.
1: I think I think as you say it's it's about being effective isn't it know, we we can do we can answer our emails all night and work all day and all night but it's about whether we're being effective for the for the mission or the task or whatever we want to do um that we're set out to do isn't it
0: yes and that requires a lot of self awareness about when am i at my when am i at my best when am i most uh f- fruitful when can i when I can can I give my my best energy, and also when do I need to wind down and slow down? You know, you, remember at school, Andrew, we, we used to talk about sine waves. You know, like those those waves mm. that used to go up and down. So I can keep going, I can keep going so long as I match that with periods of rest and recuperation. If I just keep going, keep going, keep going, eventually I'm just going to drop, and that can have quite severe consequences. Um, in every area of my life.
1: I think, uh, was it Michael Hyatt talks about the, the fact that you can't sort of keep being busy the whole time and working the whole time and and you have to actually build in those rhythms of of, of, of
0: rest, and recu- recu- recuperation. rest and
1: recuperation. Yes, and,
0: absolutely. It has to be there and, and that's the way we've been made because if you get, again, you think about it, it's um, we have cycles and we have the rhythms in nature that we see around us so we have morning afternoon evening and night we have spring summer autumn winter those cycles are predictable and it's important that we as it were ensure that we we are as it we're functioning according to the season that we're in i mean we we talk about that actually on a different blog uh, blog post about um, life work balance and more about life work integration rather than life work balance. Yeah.
1: Mm. So something I do uh, just going back to what we said is that I, I do kind of try and, and I think it's common for a lot of people, we try and kind of still try and control time. Don't we see you know, we just, We do try and control time. So like I will try and get a few emails done here, uh, quickly check on my phone before bed or, um, uh, do emails while I'm walking along or check them or uh, check my phone here and there. And we're very much in a culture, aren't we, of trying to manipulate uh, not only time, but how effective we can be with that time.
0: Yeah, and and I'm very guilty of that as well, Andrew, because I think what we're sort of thinking, and this is the dangerous thing, is um, again, if we go back to, to, to Drucker, Drucker says that we've shifted from the industrial worker age to the knowledge worker age which basically means that, that the work, you know, in the past, we would have worked in, in say, in, in a field or uh, uh, on a field or in a factory. And you can imagine at the end of the day, say you're, say you're a farmer, you can see, okay, I ploughed this field, or you worked in a factory. You say, okay, I produced so many widgets and I've, I've done a defined amount of work. And so when you do that, there's an inherent sense of satisfaction. I, I can look at my work and say, this is what I've achieved. The problem that you and I have, and a lot of people listening to this podcast as well have is that we are in the knowledge worker age which means that all the work we do is basically in our heads Mm. and to try and illustrate that to you is if you answer or you know so you gave that that's a great example we try to think okay i've got all these emails i've got to get done so let me try and do a few more emails before i go to bed let me try and do a few more in the morning let me try and do a few at lunchtime to keep on as it were getting those emails done now let me tell you andrew i have I have, on a few occasions, actually got my email inbox down to zero. Now, I mean, that's—it's a great achievement. The only problem with it is, you get your email inbox down to zero,
1: it fills up again. And
0: it just (laughs) fills. You have a brief sense of accomplishment, and before you know it, in fact, it—it'll probably be even fuller than it was when you started because you've then responded to all these people and you've got all these tasks finished, Mm. and a whole load more comes back in. And so if my sense of self-worth or my sense of identity comes from completing tasks and getting things done, which is a good thing. I mean, it's a great thing. I mean, David Allen written a book called Getting Things Done, and it's a fabulous book. The problem is if my identity is based on getting things done,
1: mm. then I'm
0: in for huge disappointment. Remember, we're in the knowledge worker age, and it never finishes. The work never stops. I've got to set the boundaries and say, okay, enough is enough i've done enough for today and now i'm going to stop and rest and recuperate and recharge rest, my rest. <laughs> it... what's rest what's rest you know? <laughs> it's really really important because if we don't do that again we're talking about energy management if we don't do that then we are literally going to fall off a cliff because it it because it, it, the more we do the more is going to come uh, and we're going to be on that on that treadmill i mean, I mean again this, this is nothing new i mean um the Greeks had this uh, this um, what's it called this this myth of, of somebody called Sisyphus, who um, I don't know if you know that story, but he was he oh. was condemned to carry a large rock to the top of a hill and then watch it fall all the way down to the bottom, and but then he would have to then repeat it because he'd then have to roll that rock to the top of the hill again and roll it back and see it roll, roll down, go to the bottom and then do it again, and he was condemned to do that for eternity, and that that sort of Sisyphus myth is what can happen to us with technology. Because Mm -hmm. the more we do, the more we we then find we create to do. And as as, as I'm trying to emphasize here, that if if my identity is based on accomplishment, accomplishment, and it's good to do get things done, and it's great to achieve things, um, and we all want to do that, but I've also got to step back and find, uh, to recharge my batteries and rest and recuperate.
1: so, and, how, so you know, how would you, how would you, um, what would you say to encourage people that are caught in that kind of cycle, system of, fist of, of cycle?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd say you, it, you have to go back and think, what is it I'm trying to achieve? What, what is it, where is my identity? Is my identity based on who I am as a person or is it based on what I do? And if it's based on what I do then you've got to be very, very careful. Because if it's based on that, you're always going to be disappointed. Um,
1: it's like, the, it's like we're, we're human beings, not human doings, right? Exactly,
0: that's the whole point. We're, we're fundamentally human beings. And so my work flows out of who I am, okay? It doesn't create my identity. You know, they, they, they talk, you know we think, um, we, we have this thing is, is that I do and therefore I'm accepted. No, and I need to know deep within that I'm accepted, and then I do, and then I do. I mean, we talk about um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 from the, from the New Testament. It says, "We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which He has prepared in advance for us to do." And if you think about it, it says, "We are His workmanship, which means He's done the work on us already, and as disciples of Christ, we know we're accepted because of what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. And so my life is a response to what he has done for me. And that's, mm-hmm. and, and that's as, it, as it were, that is woven into all of nature because if you go to the very first book of, of, of the Bible, if you go to Genesis, and it talks about the creation of the universe, what is I find fascinating is it doesn't say what you might think. You know, it was, it was, it was um, morning and the first day and God created. It was morning the second day God created. It says it was evening and then morning.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: God has somehow woven into the fabric of, of nature and the universe this understanding that the, that, that the day starts with rest. It doesn't start with activity. It starts with rest. It starts with sleep. So to, to gear myself up for the day, I need to make sure that I'm getting adequate rest and recuperation mm-hmm. so that I can then give myself fully to the challenges and tasks ahead of me.
1: Now there are obviously some, Just while we're speaking here, I'm, I'm reminded of a lot of our previous podcasts. And so there's a lot of, sort of ties into the previous podcasts. I know we've talked about life work balance, and we've talked about wisdom and and yes. stress and that sort of thing. But yeah,
0: uh, I mean, just, just just to say that yes, yeah, stress is uh, podcast number three, and wisdom is podcast number
1: one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so so what I'm saying here is that ultimately we have to be very careful but we also have to be very wise don't we Sunil? yes about how we use our time because it can have big consequences if we don't manage our manage our energy uh, and 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 how we um, view time uh, appropriately uh, i think peter drucker talks about um, the first and foremost job as a leader is to manage your energy to help manage the energy of those around you so it's, that's really about effectiveness isn't it and how we can uh, uh, make our our teams effective but also it's also about safeguarding since you don't want people to be so um sleepy that they on their way to work they have an accident or something. you know there's, there's consequences of the way we we lead in the way we manage our time, isn't that? Enough?
0: Yes, I think we. I think it's very easy to forget that fundamentally we are finite beings. I mean to be quite bluntly, we are not God. You and I are not God, and yet so mm-hmm. often, I, especially with the options and choices that I have before me, it's very easy for me to start thinking that I can do uh, things that only God could do. And and I suppose that's what's in a sense deceptive about technology, because in many ways, I, although I'm not God, I can act like God, in the mm-hmm. sense of so, for example, this podcast can go out all over the world, and I know people all over the world are listening to it. You know, we've got people in Mozambique, we've got people in Saudi Arabia, we've got people in mm-hmm. uh, in America, in India, all over the place. And and that's an almost, the technology gives us those almost godlike qualities, but we are still finite beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other big thing, is, going to your earlier point, is why it's so important to really think this thing through carefully, is that. As we said at the beginning, time rushes so quickly, and you literally, you know, I, I can think back to, you know, things from my childhood or in my early 20s, which were 30, 40, 50 years ago, well, not 50 years ago, because I'm, I'm 51, so at this, at this time, but uh, I can think, you know, back to 40 years ago, and, and things I was doing, and things I went through, and I wouldn't quite say it feels like yesterday, but it doesn't feel that long ago. It, it doesn't seem that long ago. Um, no. uh, because time moves so fast. and so we and going to your point, we we make choices, and those choices can have longstanding repercussions for us.
1: That's interesting. It's a good to segue into what I was going to ask you now about choices because I, I, just to say that you've written really three good, really good poc- um blog posts on this, time management part one, pa- part two, and part three. Se on dot com and looking at your time management part three. Um, blog post you talk about Stephen Covey and his um, seven habits of highly effective people and particularly a grid that he's he uses to illustrate how we make those choices you know, do you want to just talk us through a bit about that and obviously if for listeners if you want to see this just go to com and search for time management in the search bar and you'll see it's quite a fascinating simple but fascinating uh, grid on how we make choices uh, uh with our time
0: Yes, that's right. So that's on, yes, that's time management part three. And we actually have also got a podcast interview with Stephen Covey's grandson, Mm. um, which is, yeah, podcast number 10 uh, on his life because he's had a huge influence on me. Um, Yeah, but the grid, which is very, very helpful, is he basically, if you can imagine it, he divides it between the urgent and the important. Uh, And he says, everything you do in life can be, as it were, Uh, summed up in those four quadrants and if you just think about it if if you take take the the most trivial quadrant that is the not urgent and not important things so that's quadrant four is is Mm. is is, is what he says and in quadrant quadrant four is basically those things that 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 are are time wasters really things (laughs) you know they're things that you know after you spent some time doing it, leave you with a sense of emptiness and a sense of not really having accomplished much. So you could say, like, um, conversations that don't go anywhere. You and I have been there, you've, uh, you know, surfing the net or you're on TV and you you, you you sort of keep hopping channels. And half an hour later, you're just thinking, well, I've just been here for half an hour, but I've not actually watched or uh, taking in anything of any value whatsoever, <laughs> and I have a mm. sense of emptiness. So that, that so those are really time wasters. That's uh, the not urgent, not important. The opposite of that is the urgent and the important, mm. uh, and that's the quadrant one. And there he's talking about those things. If you like, a crises and emergencies. You know, um, if you break your arm, that is a crisis. You 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 need to you know get to the hospital quickly. the fire alarm goes off, and there is a fire. You need to get out. It's um, urgent and important. <laughs> it's urgent, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you've got the um, quadrant three, which is the urgent, not important. So this, if you like, is other people's priorities. So somebody asks you to do something, or or somebody comes with something that they feel is really urgent, needs to be done now. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, and it's very easy. Again, this goes back to the issue of identity. Because, is that to be very reactive? So and do things and do tasks that, that, that seem to be uh, particularly pressing in the here and now, if you like, mm. that, that are latest and loudest, but they may not be the most effective and best use of, best use of time. And then he's got really what is, if you like, what the quadrant two, which is, he sort of points to is the, as it were, is, if he talks as, as the path to greatness, which is the not urgent stuff, but that is important. So, so the reason reading...
1: usually the hardest thing to do isn't it the not urgent but important
0: yes and we keep putting it off because it's not pressing at us but but we know we need to do it so it's it's keeping up with friendships it's uh, reading maybe those books and journals that that we know we need to get to uh, but we keep doing, on... doing it but, yeah but we keep putting off because we, we keep having other things that that are later. not urgent but important <laughs> But yes yeah, so that they keep shouting and screaming us but these things aren't shouting and screaming us so we tend to to keep sort of Putting them to, to the bottom of the pile
1: it's interesting because um that not urgent but important the number two on the on the quadrant there is i think that's as i said i think that's the thing i struggle with most it's because it's almost like the building block of, of of life isn't it you know you kind of have to do your disciplines that you don't see the you don't see the fruit necessarily of them quickly you know you're building some important principles or some disciplines in yourself not urgent but important is quite an interesting challenge isn't
0: it absolutely i mean again just just to add a small qualifier there is that some people do and it's and it, we, we we have to accept you know some people do live in the reactive zone and that's where their work is so if you're a um a telephone operator uh, a reception uh, answering telephone calls and inquiries and then you're reacting, and we need people there. If you work in, in a casualty department, you have to react to what comes through the door. Mm. Um, it's important, though, again, that you have time to, as it were, recharge yourself, so that you're not always living there. That's that's the key thing. Um, and the other thing is uh, it, this issue of which you you touched on is that the, the law of process, because small th- things done consistently over a period of time have huge results. Um, mm. I, you know, a, a negative example and a humorous example of that is if I wanted to eat a ch- if I, if I ate a chocolate cake every day. Now, on a, eating a chocolate cake one day is neither here nor there. Maybe eating it for two or three days is neither here or there. But eat a chocolate cake every day for a year, and you would have quite significant effects of that really
1: yes. <laughs> you would have very good teeth or waistline you? Well,
0: exactly but you wouldn't notice it in in the short term but mm. gradually as that became a habit and you kept on doing that then um yeah then you would see the results
1: yeah okay so sort of coming to land now sonel um i think um what i've picked up from this discussion is that Really, we have a lot of responsibility, don't we, um, with our time. Uh, particularly as Christian believers, followers of Christ, uh, we have a responsibility to be good stewards of our time and make the best of the opportunities given to us. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think steward is, is, is an excellent word because the time is what I've been given. I mean, I didn't, I certainly didn't create it. Uh, and we all have, as we said at the beginning, that the same amount, you know, 168 hours in a week, eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day uh and how do i manage so i've got responsibilities in terms of how much sleep i get in terms of uh what i do with my time uh who i who i spend time with the the activities that i get involved with and interestingly ultimately i'll be accountable for that as well i mean Mm. that's So it it does. But but again, the key thing, though, is it does have to start with resting in who Mm -hmm. God is and what he's done for me, Mm -hmm. rather than in me trying to prove myself that 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 I'm um, particularly clever or masterful in my use of time, because all of us, you know, as we said at the beginning, all of us have frustrations with time. All of us don't get done the things we, we feel we should. All of us, as it were, uh, some people have said, fall off the wagon, um, and and um, yeah, miss the boat, as it were, with things. But saying, well, that's okay, um, because by God's grace, you know, I still have more time in front of me, God willing. Uh, but let me make the most of, of what I have today, and and what I've been given, because I don't know what's around the corner, and I, I don't know what else could happen.
1: So, in a sense, it's about. Um kind of realizing that, just to conclude here, to realize that time doesn't move any quicker or any, or any slower, but we live within the constraints of it and with the opportunity of it, is that right?
0: Yes, we live within the constraints and the opportunity and ultimately, it's as we said earlier on, it's, it's about managing my, my energy. So it's really bringing my best self to the table Mm. And, and that's why you know we're, we're very passionate about this theme of inside-out leadership because I've got to, as it, as it were, I've got to have these issues settled and, and sorted out in my own head first before I can, as it were, deal with the challenges outside because there will continue to be frustrations outside. There will continue to be things not going the way that I want. Um, and I've got to be okay with that. While at the same time uh, passionately engaged in terms of getting the things done and 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 getting them there, you know, um, the psalmist, uh, you know, writing three thousand years ago, says, uh, "Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom." That's in Psalm ninety, verse Mm twelve, in the New International Version or in the Message version. He says, "Teach us to live well, teach us to live wisely and well, and." That at its most fundamental level starts with how do I manage and use my time?
1: Yeah, and it's about wisdom, isn't it? So you we're know, going back to this again, um, a lot of a lot of our podcasts, a lot of our discussions come down to that God-given wisdom, isn't it,. So, you know, yes,
0: it has to come f- from from wisdom in terms of having capability in in the complexities of life, when when the rules don't help, when I've got a thousand different things I can do at any given moment, having the wisdom to know, well, which is the one I should be doing today and now and which are the ones I should leave for tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or maybe sometime in the next 10 years or maybe not at all.
1: <laughs> Can I just ask you a very final question, Sunil? Yeah, yeah. Um, just to sum up, for people who have been listening to this, we've, been, we've covered quite a lot of ground here about the way that – and some quite kind of um, uh, big-picture topics and abstract concepts in terms of, you know – Transferring our thoughts on time management to energy management and that sort of thing So what, what, what would your takeaway message be for, for listeners in order to kind of sum up what we've talked about today? And to to give us um, a bit of something to think about as we move forward.
0: I think yeah, I think Fundamentally, it has to come back down to to relationship and I'd say it's about having a living walking relationship with God who will provide the wisdom to know how to use each moment of every day. And that doesn't mean to say that things will go necessarily the way I want. It doesn't mean to say that there won't be frustrations, because there will be. It doesn't mean that there won't be disappointments and setbacks. But knowing, you know, Scripture talks very much about God promising his presence with us. And as I'm aware of his presence, I can still walk forward in confidence knowing that he's the one who is ultimately the Lord of time and the master of time and the master of the universe. And that although things are not necessarily going the way that I want, that, um, he will still, um, manage things. I mean, I, uh, we had, um, in podcast three, uh, and their articles on, on stress. And, and we talked about the serenity prayer. Some of our listeners might, might, might remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in, the, in the, 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 the first part of the prayer is is very, very famous in that it says, God, give us grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Uh, and that's great. And um, if you go to hospitals in the UK or clinics in the UK, you see that pasted around everywhere. But actually, there's a lot more to it. So it, the first part is sort of saying... Help me to accept you know the things I can change the things I can't change and to to know and have the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other but the rest of the prayer if you like I think is, is 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 very helpful for time management because what it says it says living one day at a time so there you are that's the full engagement living one day at a time enjoying one moment at a time so being fully present accepting hardship as the pathway to peace so it's having that realistic appraisal that, that life is difficult, life is tough, life is challenging, and yet that I, if you like, the one who's gone before me, it says, taking as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is. Okay, so accepting that this world is broken, it's, uh, it, it, things do get messed up, uh, evil things do happen. So taking as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will. Now he may make things right today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, next 10 years, maybe not even in this lifetime, but he will one day make all things right if I surrender to his will. So that, and this is the key thing, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next, because there is a day coming when we won't have to worry about time because it will just go on for eternity. And we'll be able to enjoy Him in the fullness of His presence, and in the fullness and abundance of all that He has for us. I think that's that's what we look forward to. And I think if we can live with that perspective, fully engaged in the here and now, in the world we have in front of us, but also with our hearts and minds, as I think that the Colossians says, our hearts and uh, our hearts and minds fixed on above. That that I think is not the trick, but that is that is attention to hold
1: If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com. And could you do us a favor, head over to iTunes to rate the program. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to. Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drstunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now.